Welcome everybody, Filibuster Freestyle, March 3rd. It's been a few weeks, but we're back. First of all, the F1 season started, so this is going to kind of be a little bit of a F1 feast, but a little bit of extra stuff in it type pod. Um, had a few things we wanted to get in before yesterday's season opener in Bahrain for Formula One, but since it already happened... We got to find a way to get the things out we plan to get out, but also do a little F1 feast. There you go. Before the theme song, just want to let you know that Drilling Threes had their second annual drill fest at Anthony's on the Green in Halston, Massachusetts last night. Rousing success, but what I really want to point out is that Drilling Threes was able to sell some incredible custom-made swag in a partnership with not only Pop Sketch Designs, follow them at Pop Sketch Designs, but in terms of implementation and distribution, our friends at the Runhouse underscore, well, uh, sorry, underscore, at the underscore run underscore house on Instagram. So follow Pop Sketch Designs, follow the Runhouse, and we thank them both for their participation and partnership in getting the best Drilling Three swag available out to those at the show last night and also both of those places have online stores in which you can buy drilling threes gear 24 7 and i can't speak to pop sketch designs um sorry i can't speak to the runhouse being always free shipping but i can speak to pop sketch designs being always free shipping so here comes the theme song we'll talk about a few things on the other side of that and to those who came out last night for drill fest thanks for going filibuster filibuster freestyle all right, so the good news about the F1 race happening yesterday is some of the things we wanted to touch on before the race are still relevant and frankly coming out of the draft to survive season that, that just was put out on Netflix. So as I scan for my notes, the number one thing I want to say about F1 and about life lessons learned is actually from somebody who's no longer in F1. That being former Ferrari team principal, Benotto, sorry, Mattia Benotto. Mattia Bonotto, two seasons ago, which was his last season as the Ferrari uh, principal, team principal, there was a, a vignette of that Netflix season in which team principal from Haas, Gunther Steiner, visited Mattia Bonotto at his vineyard in the Dolomites in Italy. And it looked wonderful. And fast forward a year later, and not only is Mattia Bonotto still out of F1, but Gunther, ironically, is back joining him. And, of course, it was shot a year ago, so Gunther was joining Mattia. And now Gunther himself is also out of Formula One and quasi-retired, it sounds like he was in broadcasting. But between seeing Mattia Bonotto two years ago when he was still with Ferrari and seeing him again what was last year in his first year of you know retirement? I just want to point out that Mattia Bonotto has, in my opinion, cracked the code of life. 
Now listen, there are merits to just living a simple life, of course, keeping your overhead low, keeping your expenditures low, keeping things tight to the vest, and that's a great healthy way to live life. There's also the rat race piece of life where you're always chasing something. There's also the piece of life where you are living for today and not necessarily making decisions for tomorrow in which you're kind of not necessarily bearing down at any point and then you wonder, you know, you wonder why you're still on the hamster wheel that is working. But when you have the ability, and not everybody does, to be wildly successful like Mattia Bonotto, the fact that he made enough money to not only get axed from Ferrari, but have enough saved up that he can invest in his wine business, and then seeing how calm and peaceful and how much fun he's having as an aspiring wine producer versus the team principal for the most famous, longest-lasting F1 team on the grid in the history of the sport, you can just see that there is some type of a life hack to sacrificing early to maybe get to harvest the quote good life on the back nine, you know, on the on the on the end of one's career as they move into the retirement age and having the ability and the freedom to do what they want, and whether that's making wine in the Dolomites or whatever. I understand that not all of us get blessed with those opportunities, not all of us get blessed with that kind of health and longevity, but I'm just saying that if the circumstances allow for anybody to have a shot, Mattia Bonotto is doing it right. And that doesn't mean anybody else, including myself, is doing it wrong, but he's just an example of somebody doing it right who seems to be very much at peace with where he's at, having an awesome time doing it, and really not having a care in the world. And I think that's just... Again, it's a life hack that not all of us are going to get a chance to do. But I just want to point out, good for you, Mattia Bonotto. You make it seem not sad at all that you're out of F1. You make it seem like it's the best thing ever. But by virtue of all the hard work you did on the way up, you now have that freedom. So good for you. All right, before I get into the F1 race, it was leap year last week, February 29th. It's March 3rd, so I'm four days late. But why isn't leap year or leap day, excuse me, a bigger thing. It literally comes once every four years. We know it's coming. We're all basically putting it in an extra quarter of a day a year for free. And the payoff is we get this day. Why isn't that day like an extra holiday every four years? Or why isn't it maybe a three, four day celebration every four years once one day for each of the years we don't get one plus the actual leap day i don't know i just think it should be a bigger thing if we need the extra day every four years to catch up and keep the 12 month model working keep the seasons working keep it all working shouldn't that just be like party time for everybody i would think so anywho also i was going to get into some political stuff i don't really want to get into political stuff but I just want to point out something. If if the Supreme Court determines that not only are sitting presidents of the United States, but past presidents of the United States, basically immune from everything forever, what is stopping any former president, including 99-year-old Jimmy Carter or 
George W. Bush or Slick Willie Clinton or Barack Obama, what is preventing any of them from just doing whatever the heck they want whenever? In, in addition, what is pre- preventing Joe Biden? If Donald Trump is ruled to have had immunity to, to stage a coup d'etat on January 6, 2021, and, and for some reason Donald Trump still gets to run and still wins, but Joe Biden's still in control, and Joe Biden knows that he'll never get in trouble because Donald Trump didn't get in trouble, wouldn't Joe Biden just be president forever himself? So I'm just saying if the alternative of any sitting president currently, such as Joe Biden right now, the alternative of him stepping down is we become some type of fascist dictator state in which all of the enemies of our former president, Donald Trump, become targets to be murdered or killed or exiled and, and all human rights are potentially go out the window for anybody who doesn't want to worship at the feet of the former president. Wouldn't the current president just say, well, if he didn't get in trouble for trying to overthrow the government, why would I? Right. I just, I'm just like the common sense piece of like one person gets to skirt all the rules, but everybody else gets, has to follow them, including the person who's in power now. The Supreme Court can do whatever they want within reason, and they're probably going to do something um, that may not smack of being very just or very pro democracy. But if they do go down that road, even if Joe Biden wants to do the right thing, I just don't see why you would relinquish power if a sitting president can do whatever they want and never face a penalty for it. So there's a world where Donald Trump gets what he wants, but I just don't see why any other president who's ever existed who would have also have immunity forever. I'm way oversimplifying, by the way. Like, okay, Jimmy Carter's been in hospice for a year. Jimmy Carter's probably not looking to overthrow our government and say, well, hey, I only served four years back in the 70s, so I'm president again. But I'm just saying, in theory, if Jimmy Carter has immunity from doing whatever he wants forever, then couldn't Jimmy Carter overthrow the government and say, I'm a president, I'm immune? Am I oversimplifying it? Or am I pointing out how ridiculous this entire situation is here in 2024? I'd like to think I'm doing the latter. Uh, If you're still with me, Max Verstappen wins Bahrain. Um, he wins by a ton over his teammate, Checo Perez, who comes in second in a much closer, closer duel with the rest of the fields. Carlos Sainz third, Charlotte Claire fourth, George Russell fifth, and I believe we got Lando Norris sixth, Lewis seventh, Oscar Piastri eighth, and then the two Aston Martin drivers, ninth and tenth, Fernando Alonso ninth, Lance Stroll tenth. So what we see from the top 10 spots in the first race is essentially everything we saw for the most part last year, which is, and again, the Aston Martin started strong last year, the McLaren started weak last year, but at the end of the day, Rebel's car is better than everybody else, Max is way better than Checo and everybody else in the best car, and everybody else seems to be playing for second for the driver's championship and second for the constructor's championship. Now, overreacting after one race is not something that we want to do, but I'll just say this, incredibly boring start to the 2024 campaign. But we're going to stick with the F1 feast. Uh, we're not feasting today on any Bahraini cuisine, and that's okay. Um, because as we've been chronicling, 
it's just hard to do stuff. It's just hard to plan stuff, and it's hard to do the pod the right way, uh, especially the F1 feast the right way. But we're committed to the bit. So thanks for listening. And while I'm not encouraging any current or former president to attempt to overthrow our government, or anybody for that matter, and while this that entire premise was in jest, I just want you all to know that it's worth saying out loud how ridiculous some of the premises are out there right now. And if you don't agree, that's fine. Am I kidding? Am I pointing out the insanity of what seems to be one set of rules for one human being and, and a completely different set of being uh, rules for every other human being who doesn't want to blindly follow that one human being? Maybe. But I am in no way, shape, or form saying that Jimmy Carter or anybody else should overthrow the government. And hopefully by using the 99-slash-100-year-old former president as the example in Jimmy Carter, you all understand that this is for entertainment purposes only. Especially if you're listening from a government agency. I got plenty of problems. I ain't trying to have one with y'all. Okay? Thanks for listening. F1 Feast from the Filibuster Freestyle 2024 season is underway. And um, again, thanks to our friends at Pop Sketch Designs, at the Run House, and at Drilling Threes. Um, Drilling Threes, been doing this, we've been back for a year and showing no signs of stopping. So check out Drilling Threes soon, especially if you're in the Boston area.